On today's Good Word, we're talking about being reclaimed and redeemed this holiday season. In Charles Dickens' acclaimed A Christmas Carol, the narrator acquaints the audience with the main character, Ebenezer Scrooge, a cold and cruel man who clearly needs some kind of major change in his attitude. In order to facilitate this transformation, he's put in contact with four ghosts or spirits who, whether he likes it or not, are going to show him what he needs to see. In Scrooge's first dialogue with the ghost of Christmas past, he is not completely convinced of the necessity of its presence, but the ghost gives a good reason for bothering him so late at night. He then made bold to inquire what business brought him there. Your welfare, said the ghost. Scrooge expressed himself much obliged, but could not help thinking that a night of unbroken rest would have been more conducive to that end. The spirit must have heard him thinking, for it said immediately, Your reclamation, then. Take heed. The true spirit of Christmas is found not just in a jolly and generous attitude, but a repentant heart. In predictions of the coming of Christ long before his birth, Mosiah chapter 3 of the Book of Mormon records the prophet King Benjamin including the important information of the Lord's power over a rebirth and reclamation. And he shall be called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things from the beginning, and his mother shall be called Mary. And lo, he cometh unto his own, that salvation might come unto the children of men, even through faith on his name. And even after all this, they shall consider him a man, and shall say that he hath a devil, and shall scourge him, and crucify him. And he shall rise the third day from the dead. Behold, he standeth to judge the world. And behold, all these things are done, that a righteous judgment might come upon the children of men. The majesty of the Lord's coming was always part of the prophecies that surrounded him. Though his beginnings would be humble, he was fated to rule over the heavens and the earth, giving him power over life and death. What this means for us is that we're reliant upon him for the remission of our sins, as he holds the sufficient power to cleanse us and return us to his Father. This scope of influence was included in one of the pronouncements before his birth to his mother Mary in Luke chapter 1. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Jesus Christ came to earth with a clear purpose. He accomplished much in his lifetime, death, and resurrection, but above almost all else. His sacrifice qualified him to rule over and intercede on behalf of those who needed his mercy, which is everyone who has lived on earth. He has the power to reclaim us from our fallen state, something to remember not just in reverence of his birth, but all year long. And that's the good word 